Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to the camera at 10 mother effing pound. What's up? Okay, actually, the, the name of the podcast is the camera at 10 pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up? Um, before we start, I got to let you guys know this podcast is always brought to you by my good friends at performa.com. Performa. They have all of your fitness accessory needs. So whatever you need, if you're a gym person like me, go to Performa.com. They have the the coolest shaker cups. You like WWE? They got it. You like MLB? They got it. You like Star Wars? You like freaking Power Rangers? You got all those things? They have more than that too. Um, Go to Performa.com. They also have workout towels, uh, meal prep containers, meal prep bags, pill containers, wrist straps wrist straps they have the best workout towels they have workout uh attire clothing so do yourselves a favor go to performa.com enter the promo code 10 pounds that's the word 10 the word pound to save 15 percent off of your order and as always this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements that's right what bucked up i take a lot of their supplements and if you see me with a shirt off or without a shirt on, without a shirt off, like with my shirt on, like I look good, dude. I, I, I can't like, I can't help my face with their supplements, but my body looks pretty good and I feel good and I can tell a difference. Trust. Uh, every once in a while, I might forget like my pre-workout or something on accident and then I'll have to like get something that's at the gym and I'm just like, oh, just not the same. There's a crash and there's just like, ah, so anyway, go to Bucked Up Supplements, go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, that's the number 10 and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off of your order. Tell them I sent you and also, um, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's just me today. I, uh, yeah, actually, actually before we start, let's go with the, let's go with the little song of the week. Ready? This song is called Buzzkill by Mothica. Wait till the beat drops. Uh, uh. What? What? I love, like, female rock artists. I love it. What? 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 Here it comes. You can tell it's getting about to hit, right? What? What? Uh. I'm a buzzkill. Uh. Gonna kill your heart because I'm pissed off. I think you know why and you're scared now. Because we're seasoned. Ever since you, ever since you fucked up. Ever made a song got me upset. I'm gonna play the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I like that song, dude. So that's that's called uh, Buzzkill by a band called Mothica. You guys, I mean, I spend so much time either at the gym or running that, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how people back, I guess like if you went to a gym, they just played music on their, you know, on the loudspeakers. Or, you know, depending on how old you are, you took a Walkman. But even then, like, you would have to curate your playlist, you know, by going onto the... <laughs> some, okay, who's old enough to remember? Actually, some of you guys, if you guys are on Twitter or social, any social, uh, at me, at Peter Sirs, 
on Instagram, Facebook, uh, or Twitter at PeterSers1. Let me know if you remember listening to the radio, waiting for a song that you wanted to come on, and then fucking recording it off the radio, and then making like tapes like that, like mixtapes, dude. Like that's what people probably did back in the day when they wanted to listen to like specific music during their workouts, and so. You know, and then obviously things evolved. Then we got, you know, the Walkman. But you still, like, you had to listen. Like I said, you had to make a tape or you just listen to one artist, you know, unless you had a mixtape. And then CDs came out. And then so the same thing. You were listening to one artist. And maybe you were listening to the radio. But you know what I mean? Like, what we were, what we're able to listen to while we're working out or just in general, you know, has evolved quite a bit over the last, I don't know, since we've been alive. I'm 43. Um even though I'm right now I'm looking at my uh, my acting resume that I have to update on one of these casting sites because I just signed with a new agent. Even though I don't... <sighs> okay, between me and you guys, I feel like I've talked about this before recently. But I... It's not that I don't give a shit about acting because I do. I care about acting. I... Uh, like, you know, I train for, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a classically trained actor, dude. I train, I'm trained in the Sanford Meisner technique, dude. I am classically trained. So I've studied Shakespeare and Chekhov, you know, um, I've taken, you know, tons of improv classes. I'm obviously I do stand up, so I have comedic timing and I just, uh, you know, I can act and I would love to be in something, but I don't let it affect my day like I used to. Like my focus is stand up. I feel like whatever I do stand up wise is going to help me act. Hey, buddy, what's up? Uh, but that being said, you know, we've talked about it, but I'm at the point where if I can just get one one big thing or semi big thing where I can tell people, hey, like I'm the guy that was on you know, the Avengers 7 or fucking whatever, you know, like I can get into more comedy clubs. So that's really my end game. Everything I do is to grow my stand-up. Even this, you know, this is not a comedy podcast by definition. You know, like, yeah, do I have some of my friends on the show that are comedians? Of course. Do I talk about comedy often? Of course. Like, but it's not like it's not like a comedy podcast. It's just a podcast about, you know, it's really just about life now and holding yourself accountable and whatnot. Oh, ho, ho. Um, but that being said, I'm updating my profile on this casting site and I lied about my age. I said that I was 33. <laughs> I feel like I can get away with it. It's whatever. But um, my point is, is going back to the music like you know you know we've aged and now it's easy to listen to whatever music we want whenever we want but same you know because i spend so much time in the uh in the gym and working out and stuff like i like to listen to different types of things so sometimes i'll just put it like on a genre and let spotify or apple do their thing and then i'll be like oh i don't know this song and then i'll like it and then i'll add it to one of my playlists and Depending on what kind of mood I'm in, sometimes I'm in a rock mood, sometimes I'm in a rap mood, sometimes I'm in, you know, the 2000 pop mood, sometimes sometimes I might want to listen to a little country, if I'm being honest. That's usually if I'm missing my girl, 
we probably haven't seen each other in a while. Um, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Just kidding. So anyway, that was uh, Buzzkill by a band called Mothica. I don't really know what uh, what they're categorized as. Like to me, there's a lot of these bands that are like kind of like rock, kind of you know dance kind of you know what i mean i just don't really know what their genre is let's take another uh yeah they're they're just like they're like rock maybe like industrial rock i don't really know what they're here i'm gonna go on apple because apple spotify doesn't give you the descriptions of like what kind of genre they they are so Let's see. Sorry, guys. I just want to see. Oh, this is pop. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Fucking, you could have fooled me. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, I just wanted to say what's up to you guys because, like I said, I didn't have a guest lined up this week. But, you know, sometimes I don't have a guest and then maybe, maybe they flake out on me or whatever and then they get frustrated. And I'm like, no, I got to do this podcast every week. It's like going to the gym. Like if I'm going to wake up and fuck shit up, like I got to wake up. And I got to do the podcast, even if things don't go my way, even if I don't necessarily have something to talk about, I can just talk, you know, I was just in San Diego this weekend, fucking so much fun in San Diego this weekend, um, doing the shows over at Comedy Heights, and they are awesome, they put together really fun shows, they have, uh, they have these shows they've been doing down there, they've been doing shows down there for 10 years, and, uh, they're in different locations, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but, um, you know, they're all fun. One's at a, the two of them are at a brewery, and then the other one is, like, at a, it's like a coffee shop, but it has, like, a performance space in the back, so it probably seats 65, 75 people or so, and it was packed, like, it was standing room only. There was people standing outside the door, like, it's BYOB, so it's a really, and it's free. You don't even have to pay money to come and you know people j- just know about it and they they have an email list and they have social media and whatnot and every weekend you can just show up and watch a free comedy show and some of the biggest names in comedy have been there you know over the over the years and hopefully uh one day i can add my name to the list of big people in comedy that have performed there i always say like the people that are good to me at this stage in my career i'm still going to keep it real and 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 work with them, you know, when I do get to where I want to be, because I think not a lot of comics do that. Like, I, and I understand that, you know, when you get to a certain level, there's a certain amount of money that you want and whatever. But for me, you know, as someone that group came from essentially nothing, you know, I feel like I wouldn't be being true to myself if I didn't still do, you know, clubs like that and shows like that. Now, it may be a case where, you know, this would be a great like career goal, but like, you know, I remember uh, a couple years ago when I was working in Chicago at Zany's, which is still my favorite comedy club in the country, even though they haven't returned my emails since the new Booker took over. That's okay. He doesn't know me like the old Booker did, and the old Booker didn't, you know, leave him a note and being like, hey, make sure you book Peter again. Um, I love that club. It's my favorite club. I had the, that's the most, that's the most fun I've had in a weekend doing comedy um, ever, just because of everything that it represented for me. But, uh, I mean, there's been other weekends where I've had a, a good time, like, 
maybe because you know we went out and the staff took me and, you know, I remember one weekend when I was in Little Rock a few years ago you know um, it was Super Bowl weekend and it just so happened that for whatever reason I guess because it was Super Bowl but um, all the flights into LA were like crazy expensive on Sunday but they were really cheap on Monday so I'm just like well I'll just fly in on Monday and uh, they had a Super Bowl party and at one of the girls' houses, and she invited me, and you know we had a great time. <laughs> just, that was that was the uh, the Super Bowl that uh, the Bra- the Brady's the Brady's. I was gonna say the Brady's when the Bucks. No, I'm sorry, the Patriots played the Falcons. I want to say a few years ago, when like the Falcons were like up by like twenty something points at halftime, and then the Patriots came back and fucking won, dude. Like yeah, but that weekend they had taken you know a couple of the girls had taken us out. We went to like a, a country line dancing place. We went to like a, op- a local open mic. Like it was just fun. But like, you know, the the job is kind of like, mm, you know, like now I'll say this, that might be a gig that I don't do when I get famous. <laughs> but not because I'm not going to be real. To, I'll do the Oklahoma City Club, but because they're the ones that kind of brought me into the mix, the owners of that club. But um, maybe I won't do Little Rock. But my point is, is I was in Chicago that weekend and Ari Shafir, who you guys may or may not know, is a fairly famous comedian, but he was doing a theater in Chicago that weekend, like, I don't know, on on the Friday or Saturday or something. And then he wanted to do a show at Zany's. So he called the club and was like, hey, I have a show at the theater, blah, 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 but I'd love to do a show here. Can we do a late night show? So he also did an 11 o'clock show and it sold out. And so, you know, to go from, you know, a theater that, you know, who knows, a thousand people, 1200 people, maybe to then come to a little small club and do a hundred seater. Like, that's just cool. That's giving back, dude. And that's what I want to do. So thank you, Comedy Heights. I had a great time. Um, Like I said, it's a free show. So if you're ever in San Diego, just look up Comedy Heights. They're all be Well, I don't know if the brewery show is a BYOB, but the one on Saturday at, uh, oh, fuck, I can't even think of the name of the place, just look up Comedy Heights, it's next to a common, it's next to a coffee shop, um, it's BYOB, so you can bring whatever, like, you can literally pay, you know, four dollars and whatever, and then, but what they do is, uh, after the show, they say, okay, guys, this is a free show, um, you know, we take donations for the, so we can pay the comics, and so people, you know, will donate, a dollar or five bucks or they'll Venmo or whatever. And so, yeah, um, great time. I, you know, I, and also thank you to Jessica, um, who, uh, let me stay at her place this weekend. Um, she's someone that I met through, uh, my buddy, Rachel Wolfie, um, a few years ago. And I had posted that I was coming down to San Diego and she had come to my show with some of her friends the last time I was in San Diego and the last time I was in San Diego, I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, I've said it all the time. I've talked about it a million times on here, but some gigs give us a place to stay. Some gigs don't. That's just the way it is. I'm at the point now where I'm not, I'm a headliner sometimes, but a lot of times I'm the middle guy. So sometimes we get a place to stay. Sometimes we don't. So if we don't get a place to stay, it's on us to find accommodations 
either bumming somebody's couch, staying at somebody's house, you know, whatever. I mean, it sucks, dude. It's, 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 it's really humbling because <laughs> you're like, I'm living this dream of getting paid to do stand-up, but at the same time, if I want to profit, I have to like kind of be a bum and stay at somebody's house so that I can make a profit because, you know, just do the math. You know, if I'm getting paid 500 bucks for a weekend and it costs me you know, 300 or $400 to get there from a plane ticket, you know, then I got to hope obviously that I sell merch, which usually I do. Um, and then if I get a hotel, like that takes out of my, my, my top dollar. So, you know, for the longest time, I was in a position where I was just happy to be booked in places. And I didn't, re- and I've talked about this too, but I didn't care whether or not it was a profit because for me it was, kind of like investing in a startup company or, you know, putting money in the stock market. Like, you know, you, you put $10 into this stock and you watch it grow. And so that was kind of like me. It's like, okay, I'm losing money right now on this job, but in a couple of years, I'm going to get bumped up to feature. And then, you know, I'll be making a little bit more money and I'll make a little bit of a profit. And then two or three or four years after that, hopefully not that long, I'll be headlining and then I'm really making a profit. So I've always seen it as an investment in myself. However, I'm still at the point now where some gigs don't pay enough or or sometimes it's not even that the gigs don't pay enough. Sometimes it's just that depending on where I'm going, hotels are fucking crazy, you know? And if I stay at a cheap hotel, then I run the risk of what happened in San Diego last time I was there. Last time I went to San Diego was when I stayed at the Days Inn in Chula Vista and I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt something on my face and I turned on the light and there was a fucking roach on the bed. So a roach had crawled across my face and I was going to be okay with it. I was like, ah, it happens. And then a roach crawled across the fucking table and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. And I checked out of the fucking hotel and that was that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this time around, so, so anyway, my point is, is that my friend Jessica, who, uh, you know, I told her that I was going to be down in San Diego. Um, she said, hey, well, do you have a place to stay? I remember last time you slept in your car because that's what happened. I had gotten a hotel because I was just going to, it was just a two night thing. So I got a hotel for Friday and then Saturday after the show, I was just going to head back. Um, and so that's, that's what I was going to do this weekend. But hotels in San Diego were like, you know, the cheapest decent hotel was like 200 bucks. And I was only making like, you know, 250 you know, it's one show a night, 125, and then plus whatever merch I sell, you know? So it's just like, yeah, it's cool to go down to San Diego, but I want to make a profit still, you know? So um, she said, like, oh, hey, I, I remember you stepped in your car. I was like, well, I didn't take my car on purpose. It just, you know, she's like, well, I have an extra room. You know, my fiance said, you can stay more than welcome to stay here. And I was like, you know, I don't really know them like that. You know, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm in like Dallas or whatever, I don't really have a problem staying at my my best friend Eric's house because, you know, I've known him since I was like nine or something. Like it's different. Staying at my girlfriend's dad's house and staying, you know, I remember one time I had a gig and my girlfriend was here in California and I went to Oklahoma. So I stayed with her grandparents and, uh, you know, like I've, I've done that, but to when for someone to open my, their doors to me when we're not like BFFs is it's really nice. It just shows that, there's some really good people out there and I appreciate all of you. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's very humbling to be like, yeah, I need a place to stay. And like, and you know, I didn't ask her. She offered, so I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. Just one night, you know. Um, and it went great. And so I got to I got to go down to San Diego. There's a lot of Dodger fans down there because the Dodgers were playing the Padres. Um, a lot of Dodger fans, dude. Like everywhere I went, and it was funny because like, you know, I went places like during the day. And the streets are filled with Dodger fans. And I discovered a new part of San Diego that I've never even been to before, Old Town San Diego, because I, as you know, I love scary, you know, I love haunted houses. I love scary movies. I love scary TV shows. I love all that stuff. So there's a legit haunted house, or supposedly, down there in San Diego. It's called the Whaley House. And I went down there. I've always wanted to go there. I remember seeing it, like, on one of those, like, ghost hunter ghost adventure shows i don't know which one there's a million of them right and it's haunted and it's i didn't know the haunting part of it i just knew that it was supposed to be haunted and supposedly it's one of the most haunted places in the u.s so i go and they only do tours at night so if you go during the day it's like a guided tour you know but they do do like a little like 10 minute intro to you know the the site and whatever and then if you have questions you can go and ask you know the tour person so you know she kind of gave us a rundown when the house was built blah 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 but I didn't know why it was haunted so when I asked her she said oh well this used to be the execution site you know when people got arrested for whatever reason like they would get executed here so there's at least three confirmed executions here um, and a bunch of other ones that are not confirmed but it was an execution an execution facility so obviously there's probably a lot more executions that took place there you know so that's weird right <laughs> and uh so but then also there's a cemetery down the street where people are buried and they started to build the town over the cemetery so um if you walk along the street in different places of the street, there's these like kind of like gold, they're not gold, but like brass, I guess, like like coins, I guess is the best way. There's like these brass circles on the sidewalk in various places and in the street in various places. And those brass rings uh, indicate that uh, there's a body buried there. <laughs> And I was like, fuck, dude, this is like some some poltergeist shit, dude. Like they're on top of dead people like and they just built, you know, they're like, oh, well, we got to build here. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then there's a cemetery that's like very creepy because it's weird. Like some of the graves, it just says when the person died, like, you know, it, you know, some of these are like 100 plus years old from the 1800s. And you're just like, they don't know exactly when they were born because they didn't always document stuff like that back then. So you just have when they died and sometimes it says what they died from, you know, scarlet fever or whatever it might be. Um, so very interesting. Can you imagine like knowing that your thing is built on top of, uh, you know, of a, of a cemetery? It's, it's kind of spooky. But that being said. Had a great time. Got some uh, some new followers from the shows and such. Um, 
just having a good time being on stage, man. Like, you know, I've said it a million times. You know, I have a long way to go from where I want to be. Um, a long way to go. And also, I don't know if I said it on the podcast last week, but because um, I was, you know, we had uh, Eric on the show last week. Um, but uh, I, if I didn't say it, thank you guys for coming to my show at the Ontario Improv. Uh, that was like a couple weeks ago. It was uh, it was just cool, man. You know, it. I wanted to do something cool for my 10th anniversary. I had actually reached out to them, um, you know, a few months ahead of time to see if I could get a date. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, just like other comedy clubs, like I'm not really a name, so I don't have the leverage to be like, hey, put me on. You know, I can't be like, Ari Shafir and just call the club and be like, hey, can I do a, a late show or whatever? And I mean, he sold it out. You know, I don't know how much notice they gave him or he gave anyone, but that shit sold out like quick. But, you know, I'm not there yet. So when I reach out to a comedy club for work, you know, they may not necessarily email me back right away. And that's OK. Like I it sucks, but it is it just is the way it is. Um that's why I'm on this fucking casting site, so I can hope to not to get more leverage in the future. But um, I'd wanted to do something cool for my 10-year comedy anniversary. And, you know, I told you guys about doing that show at the Grammy Museum a couple weeks ago, the week before my 10-year anniversary. And so, you know, in my mind, that was kind of like, all right, well, you know, I couldn't get like an actual official show for my 10-year. So... This is a pretty cool way to celebrate 10 years in comedy. And then I got, you know, at the last minute, I got offered a night at the Ontario Improv. And I'm like, dude, what better way to celebrate 10 years than doing a show at the first comedy club that I ever went to? Right? Like, I'd never... The first comedy club I ever saw a show at was at the Ontario Improv. Um, And I remember I saw Jeff Garcia who, uh, I mean, he's not really famous, but, like, comics know him, you know, but, you know, and but, you know, who was on that show, there's actually two people that were really famous that were also on that show. Um, Kid from Kid and Play was on the show, and I remember being like, Kid does stand-up? Christopher Reed? He does stand-up? I didn't know that, but, you know, he was fine. You know, I mean, I used to always just watch and love stand-up comedy, so, I mean, I was easy. I was an easy audience back then, but, um, Ken Jong, Dr. Ken, who you guys know now as Ken Jong, he was on the show that night, and I remember him being so fucking funny, like, I had, I had, I had never laughed, I mean, maybe I have, but, like, I laughed so hard that night, because he was just fucking, he was crushing, dude, like, his comedy special that he released a couple years ago, it was okay, you know, I think... He's not really doing stand-up like he used to, you know? Like, he used to be, like, in the grind like I am. And then he got famous being in The Hangover and stuff. So, like, it's like, well, what do you need? You know, some guys, once they get famous, they don't need to do stand-up. Like, they don't need to do that grind of being on the road and crashing on people's houses and shit. Or in in people's houses, at people's houses. Fuck, I can't even talk. Uh, You know, once you get to a certain point, you don't... I don't know that if that grind is for everybody. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. I would much rather not, you know, have to stay at somebody's house and be able to be like, oh, like, you know, my my buddy, my buddy Rachel. 
um, we got to get her back on the podcast. She's really famous now. So, you know, you guys remember I had her on before she was famous. But, um, you know, she was on the road a couple weeks ago opening for, I hope she doesn't mind that I'm saying this, but um, she was opening for Christina Pazitsky on the road. They were in Minneapolis, which I love that city. Um, had fun the last time I was there. But she opened for her a couple weeks ago. And she's like, yeah, uh, Christina had us staying at the Four Seasons what the fuck, dude? Not only did Christina stay at the Four Seasons, but she paid for her opener to stay at the Four Seasons. And that's, number one, cool as shit, because she doesn't have to do that. But her and her husband, Tom Segura, they were one of the first, you know, really big names to kind of publicly come out on Twitter and Instagram and on podcasts and start talking about how comedy clubs don't pay the opening acts enough anymore. Um, so I appreciate them. So the fact that she fucking let her people stay at the fucking Four Seasons, dude. Like, my point is, I would love to get to that point. You know, like, I love the grind. But uh, it would be nice if it was, you know, a little bit more glamorous sometimes. You know, if I, if I didn't have to look at what the cheapest flight is or you know, drive my car, you know, six hours, I could just hop on, I mean, they fly private, dude, they fly in a private fucking jet, dude, like, that's, that's, like, rock star status, not a lot of comics that get to that level, but I would like to, you know, but my point is, is Ken Jong used to be a really funny comic, and then I think once he got famous and made enough money, he's just like, eh, I'm good, I mean, I can't blame him, you know, but I would keep doing it, is all I'm saying, I would keep doing it, I would remember the clubs that were real to me that, you know, were nice to me and took care of me. Um, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, I've told the story before, but, you know, when I was at Zany's that, that one weekend, um, you know, the, when I had gotten booked, the, the owner had told me that they had to, if you ha- if you've heard this story before, I'm sorry. I listen to Rogan and he tells the same story fucking, you know, every other podcast. So sorry if I repeated a story or two in the 139 episodes that I've done of this podcast. But um, he had told me that, you know, I could I could work the weekend, but that, that, that the condo wasn't going to be available for me to stay at. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, like, I didn't know they had a condo. So, I mean, anytime I, I, I submit myself to work at a club, if I don't, if I'm not, from, I just assume that I have to put myself up, but it was like Chicago. I'm like, I'll put myself up in Chicago. Like I'm good with that. You know? Um, I mean, I, I stayed at the Marriott the fucking last time I was in Chicago a couple months ago. Um, I lost a lot of money by doing that, but it was fine. Um, but anyway, I, um, I had gotten a hotel room and then I show up to the comedy club the first night and he's like, <laughs> He's like, hey, how's the, uh, how's the condo? And I was like, what? He's like, How, how's the condo? Is everything, everything clean? Everything okay? I was like, I'm not staying at the condo, dude. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you said it wasn't available. He's like, come on, you're joking with me. I'm like, no, dude, remember you told me that it wasn't available. I don't know why, but you said it wasn't available this weekend. He's like, who's staying at the condo? I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. It's not me. He's like, well, it's available if you want to stay at it. I'm like, well, I already paid for my hotel. He's like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I messed up. I, I got my weekends mixed up. 
And I was like, no, it's fine, dude. Like, you know, I just wanted to come. You know, Zany's is a historic club. Like, I just wanted to be a part of the history, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I worked. And then I ended up hanging out with a couple of the girls that worked there. See, that's, that's the one thing I love about certain comedy clubs. It's like, there's some comedy clubs where, like, the staff is just, you know, they hate their jobs. It's a job to them. You know, and, and I get it, dude. Like, some people hate their jobs. You know, I get it, dude. I fucking get it. Quit your shitty job if you hate it, though, okay? Just do something you love, dude. I do what I love, and I don't get paid a lot, but I fucking love what I do, and that's more important to me. Like, it sucks that I don't make the kind of money where I can fly in private jets, but, like, maybe one day I will, you know? But my point is, is that some clubs have staffs that, like, are nice and friendly, and they invite you out, and they, they take you to, you know, things or whatever. And like, I really appreciate it because it really does make the weekend more enjoyable. And, you know, maybe you get to see things. You know, some of the best times that I've had in certain cities, like Chicago, like New York, are when I'm hanging out with people that live there, and they take me to, like, to their spots, like their favorite restaurant or their favorite this or that, you know? Like... You know, it's the same thing when people come to L.A. It's like, yeah, like you can go. I mean, I'll say this. If anyone comes to visit me in L.A., I always want to take them to the Hollywood sign. That's my fucking aside from going to a Dodger game, dude, the Hollywood sign is my favorite thing. But, you know, as far as like restaurants and like, you know, you can go on Yelp and whatever. And this is the best restaurant. But I. Oh, we're getting a phone call from uh, from my watermelon queen here. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm in the middle of a podcast right now. Can you hear me? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I can hear you. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, uh, can I call you back? Yeah, I think so. Okay, say hi to everybody. Hi. That's Ashton Pittman, guys. Follow her on TikTok. She's TikTok famous. No, I'm not. Um, hi. All right, I'll call you back in a little bit. I love you. But, um, fucking bitch, interrupting my pot. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it just, like I said, when people come here, like I want to take them to my favorite restaurants and my favorite, you know, whatever, you know, like I've been here for so long, you know, like I think about it. It's like, you know, when people, some people think I'm a sellout or whatever because I I rep LA a little bit more than the Inland Empire, you know, but in reality, you know, I was born in Hollywood and I lived there until I was in first grade or we lived in LA, East LA, um, until I was in first grade. Then we moved to Ontario and I lived in Ontario until I graduated high school and then I moved to Upland right after that, and I lived there, and then I went to San Bernardino, but by the time, you know, by 2021, four years after high school, maybe even before that, I was already living in L.A. again, so I've lived in L.A. longer than I've lived anywhere else, which is why I rep, I mean, it's it's my life, you know, Um, but, you know, like, I have all my favorite restaurants and just things like you know like my favorite burger spot and i get fucking pissed when people go and they don't like it (laughs) 
uh, even though some of my favorite restaurants have closed, you know, there's still plenty of places that, in, in, and not even like the expense, you know, everyone wants to go to catch or fucking, you know, Soho House and all these like fucking bougie ass places where like Jones on third and like the food isn't that fucking good, dude, but. I'm like, if we're going, we're going to go to get good food, okay? Like, people want to talk shit about, like, In-N-Out. I'm like, dude, that shit's fucking good. It's not, like, a gourmet, but it's fucking solid, man. And cactus, taqueria, you know, like, that shit's fucking good. And, yeah, it, it's gone up a little bit, but it's still pretty fucking cheap, dude. And my, my favorite taco stand and just, like, the ins and outs of the city and which beach is cool and just all those things, man. I fucking love it. And so I appreciate when I go to a city and people show me, you know, their city. So when I was in Chicago, you know, we went, we went to, uh, we went to a drag brunch one day that was like right, right by Wrigley Field actually. And, uh, you know, one of the girls there took me, like, we went to like three or four, like little bars and a rest, another restaurant. We went to, uh. There's like a really good restaurant across the street from or like down the street from the comedy club that I had one of the best burgers I've ever had, you know. And so it's like, yeah, dude, I appreciate that. Like it's always and you mean even the last time I went to Chicago, you know, I went and I hung out with my friend Christine, who I I played that clip from you guys for you guys a few a couple months ago. But anyway, my point is it just when when people on the staff do that, it just really makes the weekend more more fun for us as the comics, you know, like, you know, the road gets lonely, man, it really does, especially like, you know, someone like me who I'm not really in a place where I can bring people on the road with me, because if I do get a headline gig, usually um, the openers aren't going to get paid that much, you know, and so it's just like, fuck, dude, like, (laughs) I wish that you know, it it was different, and it will be, I think, I hope, you know, it's my plan, but anyway, so they took me out, I had a great weekend, and then, sorry, this story is dragging on, you guys are like, get to the fucking punchline, and I've already told the story before, but I'll tell it again, so, um, on the last day, we go, we're like at this bar or something, and, uh, you know, she's, she's like, where are you staying? I'm like, oh, I'm staying at this hotel. She's like, how come you're not staying at the condo? So I told her the story about how the owner mixed up the condo dates and whatever. And she's like, she's like, well, you need to ask him for, to reimburse you for the hotel. And I'm like, I'm not fucking asking him to reimburse me for the hotel. <laughs> and she's like, no, you need to. And I was like, I'm not dude. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm a fucking nobody. Literally, not one person, even though I had a bunch of people that were in Chicago at that point that said they were going to see, come see me, nobody came to see me, okay? Everybody that came, came to either just watch the comedy show or because of the headliner that weekend. And so I was like, I'm not going to ask. Like, I'm just happy to be here. She's like, no, like, they will give you money for the hotel. And I was just like, eh. So uh, I don't ask you know, I just, I, I do my work. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be easy to work with and I want to be, you know, rebooked. I want people to book me again when, so that I can come back and work that comedy club again. Like that's the whole point. Um, so anyway, um, I, I do my set, you know, like it's the last show of the weekend and as you guys may or may not know, but if I'm not headlining, if I'm featuring, I 
do my set, and then I usually eat an edible right before my set so that by the time I'm done, it's either about to kick in or like kicked in maybe like right towards the end of my set. <laughs> and then because what it does, it allows me to just sit back in the back of the room and watch. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like I can just sit back in the back of the room, watch the headliner, you know, enjoy myself, have a good time, laugh, you know, and then, you know, usually after that last show, I'm going to go eat something that's not very good for me, usually my cheat meal or something close to it, and it'll taste amazing because I'll be stoned, right? So that's exactly what I did. And I remember, you know, I wanted to eat at this Italian restaurant. And so I remember the, the manager giving me two envelopes after the show. Um, thank you very much. You know, I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. You know, I, I had a great time. Like, I'd love to come back, blah, blah, blah. You know, now this wasn't the owner. This was the manager. So I never got a chance to do like a face-to-face with the owner other than the first night that he was there. So um, I go back and... Uh, I'm deciding I'm going to go to this Italian restaurant. If you know anything about me, you know that my favorite food, like obviously I love barbecue. So that's probably my favorite like food as a whole. But barbecue can get really expensive, dude, especially in Austin, even though that's the best fucking barbecue. Um, But I also really love Italian food, specifically lasagna. And I don't know about you, but if you're in somewhere like Chicago or New York, even New Jersey, Philly, you better fucking find a good Italian restaurant, dude, because you know there's going to be a bunch of them. So, you know, I'm yelping. I'm trying to find the best Italian restaurant. I find this place. I go and I sit down and I order like, you know, I, I order lasagna. But first of all, I was just excited they were open, you know, because a lot of places, this was on a Sunday, a lot of places, you know, close early on Sundays or, you know, if you're in the fucking Bible Belt area, they're not even fucking open on Sundays, you know, even in LA restaurants close early on Sundays. So I was really excited that this place happened to be open. I want to say they were open till like 11 maybe or something, maybe even 12. I don't remember. But I remember going in there, you know, and saying, like, order my lasagna. Um, and saying, you guys have, I ordered garlic bread, but I also like didn't realize that they also served like just bread bread. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Guess I'm eating all the fucking bread. And so I'm eating. And like I said, I'm stoned at this point. So everything tastes amazing. And I just had this great weekend of shows and I'm like, I'm just, I'm loving it, dude. And I go into my bag and I'm like, why'd they give me two envelopes? And in my mind, I'm like, dude, I wonder if they gave me a check to reimburse me for the hotel and so i open i know how much i'm getting paid i want to say i was getting 500 bucks that weekend which is not a lot but it was fine dude. i was in chicago performing and like i said i i usually sell a lot of merch so it kind of makes up for it you know um so i opened the first check and it was for i don't know i want to say like 300 bucks or something which didn't cover the cost of my hotel, <laughs> but I knew that that's what it was for, that they were, and it said hotel reimbursement, and immediately I was just like, fuck yeah, dude, like, I have 300 more dollars than I thought, and you know, when you're a comic at my level, dude, I don't know how many of you guys, I mean, I'm a little bit 
past that point now, but if I went back to Zanies, I'd probably still be the middle act. Like, I wouldn't be headlining Zanies. I'm not famous enough to headline that place yet. Um, but I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I, I, it, was, it was one of the best things. And the reason, you'll see why I'm telling this fucking story, but, um, you know, you'll see, like, things like that happen along the way and you remember those things and it was just like dude and that that ended up being like one of the best nights in my life even though I was literally by myself because it was just like this whole thing of like I got this job on my own booked it fucking you know just by being funny no one gave me a referral no I didn't know anybody the headliner didn't ask me to open for them like I got this job on my own and to have the respect that the owner did, I'm giving you a shout out, Bert Haas, I don't think you listened to the podcast, but um, it was just, I really appreciated the gesture, because he didn't have to do that, because a lot of clubs don't fucking do that, and uh, it really made, and then, and then that meal, that they, they brought out the garlic bread and lasagna, and it was seriously one of the best meals that I've ever fucking had, and that was just like, it was just, I just loved every moment of it, dude. And so I always said, you know, like, no matter how famous I get, I'm going to come back to Zany's and fucking do that club. And I'll, I'll never forget that gesture. And, and and like I said, you know, about that's what this whole thing is about. It's like, you know, comedy heights for being good to me, you know. And well, what I didn't tell you guys, too, was that, uh, you know, I have these I have a couple new bits that I've worked into my routine and some stuff that I'm working on. But, you know, you still got to, like, do a good show, especially as the headliner. Like, so, like, you know, like, I sprinkled in about five minutes of, like, stuff that I'm working on that's still pretty funny. It's not done yet, but, like, actually maybe even a little bit longer than that. But, like, you know, I did really well is all I'm saying. And so after the show, the guy that runs it gave me my money. And he's like, I put a little bit extra in there for you because uh, you made the show. And I'm like fuck yeah I did dude you know what I mean like shit like that like that's karma dude okay like that's karma you don't get that a lot in comedy you got a lot of fucking you know I I don't and I I don't want to be one of those like angry bitter you know comics that's you know 15 20 years in that's talking about all the things that didn't go their way like I knew the journey when I got into it, you know, like I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. I hoped it would be easier, but you know, like you can't really compare yourself, but like I see people that started right around the same time I started or even before. And I'm just like, dude, I got you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm way funnier than you. And do you know what I mean? And so it's just like, it's cool when people go out of their way to do nice things for you in this business because it doesn't happen a lot and I appreciate it man so like I said I doubt they're listening but Comedy Heights thank you guys for fucking for treating me good I will keep it real with you guys you know you guys ride with me I'll ride with you guys and uh, to anyone that came thank like I said thanks to Jessica for letting me stay at her house my buddy Corey came out with a bunch of his friends on Saturday night, brought me some edibles too. Thank you, sir. Oh, I even got some mushrooms this weekend. I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna do them. <laughs> Everyone says it changes your life, dude, and I'm like, fuck, I'd like my life changed. But I've also heard that you got to get into um, the right headspace when you do them. So I want to make sure that 
I'm not, uh, you know, having a manic episode or something when I take home. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to freak out, dude. So I got to be in a really good place. I'm in a mostly good place, but you know, I have my moments. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you're listening to this, I don't know if I'm going to get this up in time, but if you listen to this and it happens to be Tuesday or Wednesday, um, I'm going to be at, uh, it's called Brew, fuck, <laughs> the Brews Hall, uh, part of George Lopez's uh, kitchen uh, on Wednesday, September 14th. Um, I'm going to be there telling jokes. I'm excited. Uh, my buddy Eric Rivera is going to be doing the show with me, so that's cool. Um, and then I have, uh, I'm going to be in Albuquerque, October 7th. I should go back. I'm going to be in Mezcalero, October 6th, Albuquerque, October 7th, and Montrose, Colorado, wherever the fuck that is, on October 8th. Um, And then October 29th, I'm headlining in Temple, Texas at Corky's. And uh, that's kind of all like the big, I mean, I'll have like little gigs in between here and there. Um, So yeah, though, if you're near any of those places, come check me out. Um, That's kind of it, you know, just wanted to get you guys, uh, you know, a little update on what I'm doing. And like I said, just keep pushing these out, even though, you know, I don't always have guests. I just like touching base. Like I love doing the podcast. This is one of the things that, you know, kept, kept me sane during COVID when I couldn't do anything. This was you know, really my only artistic outlet other than posting stupid videos on Instagram and stuff and farm content. So, you know, some of you guys have been listening from the beginning or for a long time anyway, so I appreciate it. I I am training for a marathon now. I have kind of a date circled on the calendar. Um, we're looking at the weekend of se- December 10th or 11th. So, you know, that's about uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh, hold on. Sorry. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, it's about 11-ish weeks um, to go to there. So, so yeah, man. That's kind of my plan. I think, you know, hopefully if I stay healthy and everything. So, a lot of running posts and shit like that over the next uh, few weeks be prepared but you know I said I was going to do two marathons this year uh, or I said I was going to do one marathon this year I already did that but I'd like to do another one because I'd like to get better than I did last time because I was really shitty last time and I want another medal so um, that's it you guys this has been the camera adds 10 pounds I do have a guest lined up for next week so you guys don't have to listen to just me congratulations Um, but other than that, thank you guys so much, and I'll see you guys next week on the camera adds 10 pounds. Know what you did. Don't let it happen again. I pray for the kid that calls you a friend. You pulled them right in, tell them their sins. <laughs>